Before we start today's episode, I want to wish a very happy Thanksgiving to all the Dirtballs. Thank you guys so much for all your support. Without Dirtballs, there is no show, and I can't thank you guys enough for being the best podcast listeners and fans ever. Love you guys, so thank you so much. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, and we look forward to making 2020 even better than 2019. And with that being said, I want to show my love and support by sending out some koozies. Just drop an iTunes review. You guys show me love, I show you love back. That's all you got to do. Leave your Twitter or Instagram handle in that iTunes review, and I will send those koozies out. I love sending out the koozies. I love seeing who listens to the show. And again, thank you guys so much for all your amazing support over the years. We got some big things in the works, and we look forward to making 2020 the best year in dirty sports history. All right, let's get to our Thanksgiving special episode. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Tug Coker. Hello, Andy. You are almost permanently on this couch now, I feel. It's true, but it's you know it's raining out here in Southern California. Yeah. It's chilly. Nice fall day. Just keeping the seat warm for Joe Prano. Stuck on the subway in New York City. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, that's right. I said to Joe, we should have you call in. It's been a minute. He said, I'll let you know I'm riding the subway. And that was a text at 9.43 Pacific time. It's currently 11.43. So he may have been stuck on the subway for two hours. He may have seen uh, Pizza Rat. Ooh, good callback. Thank you. That's a throwback. <laughs> it really is. And we have Twerks with Wolves here. Intern Aaron bringing nothing but the hottest of all hot takes. Uh, 11.43. Cracking a cold one. Yeah. No school today. No school. He's drinking the claw. I'm feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> ah, classic Moharis. I'm feeling good. Yeah, it's uh, it's final season for me, so I don't got classes. So uh, when Ruther asked what I wanted to drink, I was like, I mean, never too early for a claw. So you here know, I am. You know what I love? They say it's comeback season. He says it's final season. That's right. For Aaron. Now, I, I, I want to be fully transparent. Things changed up a little today. We should be transparent to Dirtballs, Tug. 100%. Uh, we, we had former guest and, and, our, and our favorite former NFL player, Sean Merriman, was scheduled to be on today. And uh, you were going to surprise him, actually. I was. I didn't let Sean know. Oh, that would have been awesome. So I had it all, all set up. Sean was supposed to be on. He flew back from the East Coast. He's been on the East Coast uh, the last week. And he texted me early this morning, and he said, 
you know, his his throat was all sore and he didn't have a good voice. So 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 we're gonna push that. But what was funny is Sean then said, "You want to go tomorrow?" And I thought, hmm. Me, Sean Merriman, Thanksgiving morning, no one else. Could be fun. But I was also like, Sean, football's on. Let's do it Friday. I mean, it's semi-pro football. It's the Lions and the Bears. True. It's a good point. So, But that would have been a story. Can you imagine Merriman rolling over here, just me and him, Thanksgiving morning? I think he had no clue it was Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> he probably doesn't care. He doesn't He's care. Like the, the dinner's not until you know, 4 o'clock. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm already at the gym at 5 a.m. Yeah. No, I, lo- I love Sean. Sean, Sean was uh, did, he was the first athlete on our show. Now we're talking season one. He, he's, uh, he appears in the, the, the first episode. That's right. So, uh, great guy. I'm excited for him to be on the show. So, Sean, if you're out there listening, um, get, that, get, get that voice ready. Yeah, that's what I told him. Drink, drink that tea. Get that honey. I said, rest up today. Rest up tomorrow. Roll back. Most people are going to be shopping on Black Friday. No, we're going to be podcasting. Because there is there there is no break, and this is what I love about Tug. This guy on my left, I said, "Well, Sean can't do today." And Tug was like, "What did you write me back?" I was like, "I carved out. I still have the time carved out. You want to do it?" There's there's no stopping in you. No. What's well, this? It's either this or I watch my kids. <laughs> I'm ready to podcast about some sports. <laughs> Hanging out with a man drinking white, you know, white claw at 11:45 in the morning. Yeah, it's like no, I don't want to see my kids. Yeah, no way. I'd rather talk about uh, the Cowboys. There's so much to talk about today. I mean, we're we're prepping for Week 13. Jerry's pipe, you know, popping off. I got a lot to say about Jerry Jones. The Duke, the Duke upset is going to be fun. You know, obviously a preview of uh, some big games in college football. So there's some still some fun fun stuff to do. While you all are out there, you know, you know, you need a little break from the family. Yeah, give us a listen. Yeah, or. Show your parents. Show your grandma or grandpa. Show your aunts and uncles. That's right. Spread the dirty sports message, right? I love that idea. And I'm probably like the G-rated version of Joe Perino, so it's probably the you know I'm a good example. Yeah, you are to, the, to show the parents. You are the G-rated version. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the Disney version. Yeah. of Joe Perino. You're not telling people who disagree with <laughs> Eli to kill themselves to jump off. <laughs> The bridge. Go in front of the Washington Tunnel, step in front of traffic, and let a fucking SUV run you over. Kill yourself. <laughs> Poor Joe. We don't, we don't know what's going on with him. Oh, man. That subway must be so terrible. Yeah. Let's start with this Duke thing, though. Big upset last night. Yep. And, and, and the way in which the final play happened was so exciting. Amazing. I mean, just... It's, a, it's like out of a movie. Yeah. You know, it's like... You know, the announcer says they have a timeout to use. They don't use it. They play through. Get the weird turnover. Coast to coast for the bucket. I mean, he made it down the court fast. Yeah. I mean, plus, it, the game's in Cameron Indoor. I mean, that's a, talk about a memory. The, the, Stephen F. Austin may not win another game this year because they're just riding on the high of being yeah. Duke in Cameron Indoor. I mean, that's what every every kid who doesn't go to Duke, outside of outside of, like, going to March Madness... Dreams about playing against Duke at Duke and winning. Yeah. It's a huge, huge moment. As you, you, you may have mentioned, 27 and a half point underdogs. A couple upsets already this year to start the year. You know, Michigan Ma- State major loses. Upsets. Um, Kentucky loses. To Evansville. Ev- now, now, this upset I saw, this was the biggest point spread upset since Kentucky lost to Gardner-Webb in 2007. I, wow. I, be, I believe I could be wrong on that year, 
or maybe it was the biggest upset in 15 years. Whenever it was, that would have been 2004. It was the biggest upset since Kentucky Gardner-Webb. 27.5-point favorite. And here's a little rug nug for you. Duke had not lost a non-conference home game since 2000. Do you have any idea who, who that was? I don't. That's crazy, though. I mean, that, that's the, that's kind of the fun thing. I mean, the NCAA, you know, we all we all align to hate them, but they're probably so happy right now because th- there's a little bit of relevance to the to the earliest portion of the year. No one really thinks about the NCAA uh, hoops, uh, you know, schedule until maybe like the Thanksgiving Maui Invitational stuff like that, the Wooden Classic. Yeah. But now there's already been a couple like blips on the radar. Like, whoa, this season could be crazy. Yeah. And, and there's a, and there's a cool story. I put this out on Dirty Sports Twitter. That there's a great GoFundMe going around for one of the players. Um, um, Nate Bain's family got hit hard by the hurricane in the Bahamas, and and I actually, you know, I don't have much money. I donated a few bucks this morning though. That's awesome. It's killing it on the GoFundMe. Oh wow, that's cool. When I donated, it was at like thirty six thousand dollars to his family. It's now at six above sixty three thousand. About two hours later, three hours later. That's amazing. So, from this upset comes a great cause, too. It's really cool. Yeah. As much as I knock the internet, Tug, there is good things that come out of it. Something like this, where everybody can unite uh, for a good cause, and also their hatred of Duke. I mean, that's, that's probably, probably the bigger headline there, is that <laughs> people's hatred for Duke leads to uh, great charitable acts. <laughs> And by the way, it is true, because if you look, I was perusing some of the comments underneath it. It's like you're helping someone's family, but a lot of the comments... They're all UNC alums. Like, like North Carolina is like, yeah, here's $1,000. Yeah. No, a lot of them were like, I hate Duke. Yeah. Here's $10. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not like, hey, let's put a roof over your family's head again. You guys can eat again. No, Duke sucks. They pay their players. Fuck Coach K. Amazing. People are savages. Uh, but you're right. It does bring relevancy, and I do like, because somebody told me you know, there, that there's a lack of parity, but I'm like, okay, number one, Kentucky's lost to Evansville. At home, too. That's what's crazy. Number one, Duke loses at home. Stephen F. Austin. The Lumberjacks. It's a great call. It's a great name, isn't it? I mean, it's a very exciting I mean, year, because I think, I guess we, I don't know if there was a clear-cut favorite. I think Duke was up there. Yeah. I think this goes to show we have no idea. I mean, we're talking with um, uh, Shabelli about Gonzaga's chances. You know, it's sort of, um, you know, they're a top 10 team. Yeah. But, but who knows? Unproven. UVA, off a championship, unproven. So th- I think March Madness could be crazy. I mean, if, this is, if these first this couple weeks of the season are an example, we might see, you know, another one seed go down. Yeah. Or a two seed, which is always fun. I love it. I love the upsets. Absolutely love him. I, I didn't. I didn't watch much of this game. I kind of just caught the last minute or two. Yeah. But was it was it neck and neck the entire time? There was a comeback, right? Yeah, they were down fifteen. That's amazing. I didn't watch the game either. Yeah. I caught the end. I mean, who really is watching that game until you kind of get a, like a little announcement saying, "Yeah, upset alert" or whatever. I was knee deep in Costco shopping. <laughs> did you turn on one as you're testing out TVs? Did you have like one of the managers turn on the Duke game? No, I didn't, but. I should have let the Durballs know. Made it just a wild decision. Bought a third TV. I have nowhere to put it. I texted Tug. I texted Prano. I was like, this is so cheap. It's what I need. Even though I don't have room on my wall for another 40-inch TV, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. It's still sitting in the box. You said pull the trigger. I mean, the return fee is 
the great equalizer. Yeah. For Just pe- buy it. For people who don't know, it's what's so amazing about to- Costco. No places do this with electronics. They offer a 90-day return. You can go 90 days with something and then return it. I'd like to get some data on um, Costco's sort of return policy and how many people actually do return it on that like 90th day. Yeah. Like what? Like because I think people the, the the companies incentivize the return because they think once you buy it you're going to keep it. Yeah. So they're like, sure, take it. We we we're betting against you to return it. Sure. But I'm curious to see what kind of uh, you know. Well, I've already used it once. Delinquents are out there like yourself <laughs> out there for March Madness. March Madness. I had the TV for about two weeks. Returned it. I love when she said, well, what was wrong with it? Nothing. I just used you guys. <laughs> I, I used you guys like a $5 Tijuana hooker. That's for you, Joe Prano. Parents, I know you might be new to this. We make off-color jokes sometimes. I would never say that, parents. You would never say that. Looking right at the camera. And now that's what a real trained actor knows how to yeah. do. Look that's at right. the camera. That's right. Now, you would not be saying things like that. We guys should plug your podcast. On the long finish, you wouldn't be saying things no, like no, that. No, 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 no. I would never be saying that on the long finish. I won't be saying that on any subsequent uh, Dirty Sports spinoff podcast that, that may or may not happen. Do you have names for your listeners now on the long finish? The finishers? Yeah, the finishers. <laughs> Short finishers. Um, no, no, not yet, because they're just my parents. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their names are mom and dad. <laughs> That's what I call them, mom and dad. <laughs> no, but uh, the podcast has been a lot of fun so far. So thank you to all of you who are listening. And um, but yeah, it's, it's like a, it's a fun thing to do with my my wife. But um, excited, my wife. But excited to to delve into the sports world with you and Joe as always. Well, what are what is the Coker family going to be doing? Like, what festivities do you have for Thanksgiving? We should talk Thanksgiving. This is a Thanksgiving episode. Like, what are your go-to meals? Is there certain things that you like, certain things you think are overrated? Let's, let's talk a little well, Thanksgiving. Well, I'll say this. As a Dallas Cowboys fan, I love this holiday because we somehow, some way, the, the Cowboys uh, engineered, along with the, the, the Lions, to play every year on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So my meals are geared around, like, the... People try to drag me back into the room, like let's eat. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah, we'll eat at halftime, or we'll eat before or after the game. I'm not, I'm not eating during the game. So that's first and foremost. A lot of great memories from Dallas Cowboys gone, years gone by on Thanksgiving. Number one being the snow game. I was just gonna say that's my favorite memory of. I will never forget where I was at watching that game. Leon Lett block. There's a field goal block. Everyone says like basically get away, get away, get away. Leon Lett slides in, knocks the ball loose, <laughs> makes the ball live. Dolphins recover it, kick a field goal. Cowboys lose. Incredible. Ridiculously stupid moment in time for the Dallas Cowboys. And Leon Lett had two all-time. Absolutely. Kind of, what would you, what would you call it? Like just Gaffs. Yeah, gaffs. Obviously the Super Bowl with Don Beebe. Correct. I mean, I remember that game. I was at a, I was at a Holiday Inn. Watching this at like a uh, like a Super Bowl party with kids, blowout fifty two seventeen at the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl, that's Pasadena. correct. Pasadena, Leon Lett doing the the famous wave down down the sideline as he ret- returns a fumble, I believe. And Don Beebe doing the ultimate white guy hustle. Just move. hustle, coach's son. Makes it happen. Looking back on that, is that kind of like, bro? Just let him score. Like, 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 what's our take? I don't know what the score was at that point of the game. 
but but no, I'm serious. My opinions changed. Like growing up, I was like, oh, it's such great hustle. That's such great drive. But now I'm like, you're kind of a douche. What? This is funny. Does is that the equivalent of the Monmouth dude dunking late? Yes, it's I'm the gl- same thing. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Again, growing up as a kid, you're like, oh, that's cool because you, you were trained that way. But now that's exactly what I thought when I saw it. I saw it again recently because the NFL Network is you know doing all this hundred years celebration of football. And when I saw it last week, I was like, you're the Monmouth kid. You're kind of a douche. Your team is down four touchdowns. It's, it's it's pretty funny that we 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 see one thing as great hustle, another one as as cheap. When like like the rule is you play to the buzzer. Yeah. So what are we doing? The fact that he's like a white wide receiver just makes it worse. <laughs> it's like you're the white guys. Like I'm just struggling. Um, you know, you're the guy taking charges and and pounding your chest. That's why I, that's why I always hated like the Tyler Hansborough guys who. Did six years at UNC and then would just pound their chest after they take a charge. Yeah, I think I think it's a douche move now. I do. That's pretty. Uh, that's an amazing like comparison of of two two plays, gone seen in different lights. The same play, different sports, seen in completely different lights. Fun fact about that Cowboys Snow Dolphins game Thanksgiving. I don't know what year that was. I didn't know. I think a lot of people didn't know this. I didn't even know. The roof, because I was still young. I didn't know the roof was open at Old Cowboy Stadium. Yeah. So I remember my family used to always go to one of my parents' friends. Our two families would always get together for Thanksgiving. And I remember as a kid watching that game and just being so confused, being like, how is there snow? And my dad be, being, you know, the guy, explaining to me, Andy, there's the roof is actually open. He's mansplaining Cowboy Stadium too. Yeah. It's kind of offensive looking back on it. <laughs> twerks do you have any good thanksgiving memories i by the way, i cannot wait to hear twerks takes on food this should be good buckle tough. up everybody are we getting the food yet <laughs> let's do it let's do oh, it okay because i can't think of any memories off the top of my head but i do have a nug about the leon let thanksgiving classic play oh a twerk nug yeah give it to us okay so after that game with the dolphins eventually went on to win uh, it happened in 1993 by the way the Cowboys went on to win all the remaining games of the regular season and eventually the Super Bowl, and the Dolphins lost out the rest of the season after that play. The curse wow. of Leon Lett. Wow. That, that is a great And I got to say, Nug. The, the Bills never won a Super Bowl after Don Beebe is his hustle. They, maybe he cursed the Bills. They, was, they, they went 0-2, right? The Beebe curse. Yeah. The hustle curse. Never hustle. That's the rule. Yeah. That's what we're telling you at home. Yeah. Never hustle. Yeah. Or just don't be a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> hustle when it matters. Don't hustle when your team's down 52 to 17. Don't hustle. That might even go across sports. You look at baseball. Pete Rose, Charlie Hustle. Banned yeah. from baseball. Um, oh, my goodness. Wow. Although, it's tough for me as a Cincinnati native. Him running over Ray Fossey in the All-Star Game 1970 is classic. That's the equivalent of... R.I.P. Sean Taylor, to, you know, 12 years today. Sean Taylor destroying that dude in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Bl- blew someone up. A punter, I believe. Um, so I, I think those are different, though. I don't know why. why. Wait, wait, he's hustling. Well, how's it? Man, we just, see, we just see the same plays in different sports and different prisms. This is Like the Sean Taylor thing I love. But you also like Ray Fossey. Yeah, I do. So you like hustle. 
No, it depends. It depends who the person is. Sean Taylor, Pete Rose were badasses. Don Beebe was not a badass. He, he's that been, we know of. And nothing against Don Beebe. He's basically the Rudy who made it to the NFL. <laughs> like, like Don Beebe is, is if Rudy somehow made it to the NFL. That's my take. That's just like a typical 90s wide receiver. Yeah. That was named Jerry Rice. Basically. Or Michael Irvin. I see twerks, though. He really wants to get to the food takes. Now, I, I posed this question before the show because I'm stealing it from the Rams. We went to the Rams game on Monday. And the Rams, this, by the way, this was the highlight. This was the highlight of the Rams game for the home, the home crowd, right? Was <laughs> it's so true? Th- this is so sad because guys, we were at the game. Obviously, they lose forty-five to six. The highlight of the game was there was a lot of celebrities there. They kept showing that the Jenners were at the game, Kendall and Kylie, Wiz Khalifa. There's a lot of celebrities at the game. They kept showing them on the big screen. And the other big highlight that got the biggest, like, just loud uh, ovation. Ovation. That's the word I'm looking for. Was apple or pumpkin pie? And you had to text for the vote. And they posted the final. Uh, tally on the scoreboard. I've never seen Ruther text more passionately than he did for apple pie. No, I'm pumpkin. <laughs> I'm pumpkin. I'm going off the grid with that. I think there should have been a third option, and pecan is my third option. Pecan I, pie? I love pecan pie. That's a that's a that's a questionable move, Mr. Coker. I disagree. Pecan pie? Hey, dirt balls out there, back me up. We all know pecan pie. Maybe you want to call it pecan pie, but you know. I'm a, I'm, I ate a lot of Thanksgivings in Virginia with, you know, a little Southern family, pecan pie. More like pecan pie. Oh, no. Are, are you guys no. with me? Are you guys with me on that? No, boo. Okay, Moharis, where are we at here? Well, my first question is, is Cool Whip involved? Great question. Cool Whip is mandatory for the apple pie. I'm sorry, for the pumpkin pie. Agree. Yeah, I agree. So if Cool Whip isn't involved, I think I go pumpkin. Sands Cool Whip, apple. I love apple pie, too. Now, are we going ice cream on the apple pie? A la mode? It's whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Is the perfect version of the apple pie better than the perfect version of a pumpkin pie? That's what we're saying. See, now you made it difficult. Because like a really good slice of apple pie is tough to beat. Contingencies. There are contingencies. So give me like your 10-second Thanksgiving plate. Like you're, you, you have all the stuff out yeah. there. What do you put on your plate? Great question. Uh, obviously, turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, uh, stuffing. Of course. Don't like cranberry sauce. No. No. I'm not on cranberry sauce. Joe's going to kill me. And this is also an homage and shout out to Joe. I And he always makes fun of this. I love green bean casserole. <laughs> Prano might murder me for that one. Because I, I have a feeling, I think he's not a bit. Green bean casserole. Like, like those are all the basics for me. Maybe sweet potato pie. That's good. My mom makes a sweet potato casserole. That's like yes. one of the top five things in my mom. Ever yeah, made. yeah, I yeah. Love it. So maybe a side salad. Uh, but there's no I, side salads on Thanksgiving. What are we talking? There's no side salad. You've been in California too long. This yeah, is, good point. This good is point. Float Lab Ruther talking right now. <laughs> Can't have a side salad. <laughs> What's a side salad on Thanksgiving? Good point. Good point. <laughs> Take that out. And I don't really do that. In fact, my, my family just disowned me for saying that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I just named the basics, obviously. I think that's what it's about. Like, Is there something I'm missing? Some people throw in some mac and cheese sometimes. Yeah, uh, I don't mind that. But, yeah, it's. I think that's – any 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 ha- sliced ham, anything like that, or is it – I can do the sliced ham. Yeah. Walt Ruther, Walt Ruther was big on mixing it. 
turkey and a ham. You know, take what you want. Are you? Are you? Because I've eaten. I've been to one buffet with you, and it was, it was sushi. But are you? A, are you a person? Are you a valuable person? If we if we go into like an eat off, are you gonna? Can you put in like three, four plates, no problem? Or are you like I'm gonna have one plate and then three hours I'll come nibble again? Or are you just here like I can crush? Yeah, you go for the sit down. Like I'm I'm here to actually like fall asleep on the couch. And, yeah, you know. I mean I mean it depends on the mood. I'm for sure getting if I'm back home, I'm for sure getting two big plates. <laughs> like my, my 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 parents were always good. Obviously, when you have five boys, you know you got to cook a lot of food, so. Two big plates for sure. I, I mean, I'm I'm not that valuable. I'm, I'm I'm one of those guys that has like a plate, and I'm like, oh, maybe three four hours later, I'm like don't don't put it away. I'll eat it. I'll eat something else. Yeah, but I'm not there to like gorge. What about you? I, I have the same approach. I yeah. I start off with the huge plate, and then I'll I'll come back later. Uh, but on that huge plate, it's always ham, dark meat of the turkey, not the breast. <laughs> Classic Aaron move, just off the grid. I don't like I don't like the breast meat. It's too dry for me. I like the dark meat. You like the dark meat? Yeah, it's my favorite part. Like yeah, the legs. And yeah. <laughs> and uh always mac and cheese, a bunch of green bean casserole and stuffing, and then gravy and mashed potatoes. And then for some reason we always have meatballs at Thanksgiving. Interesting. I don't yeah. ha- I don't hate the meatballs. Yeah, and I, I always get so wrinkle. many meatballs. It's like a appetizer, but I turn it into like part of my entree and I just go fucking ham on the meatballs. <laughs> he goes ham. I think I think the one it's you know as a person who's not cooking Thanksgiving dinner this year I think you get more disappointed by not having the leftovers than having the actual dinner. I look forward to those leftovers. Like a Friday Saturday of leftovers is an unbeatable day. Oh yeah. It's like you just kind of just stay in your stay in your, your your boxers and pajamas all day and just dig into like whatever's half open. I mean Arguably, is there a better leftovers than Thanksgiving leftovers? I don't think so. You can't really rival it, can you? No. But I'm getting murdered. I, I just popped into YouTube for a second. Getting murdered for the salad comment. I don't even know why I said that because <laughs> yes, because, yes, dirt balls. Because I'll be honest, I don't think I've ever had side salads actually. Oh, oh really? Now, now we're now, this is a, a huge walk back <laughs> from being on from being on your ideal Thanksgiving plate. To never but, having side salad is <laughs> crazy. But I'm trying to think, like, no, but who's had it? I don't think people have had it. I've certainly never had salad on Thanksgiving. I, th- I think it's just, you're right. I've just been too brainwashed. If you open my fridge now, there's too much mixed <laughs> greens and and kale and all that other shit that I eat every day. I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable. I'm taking it easy. I, I, have a, I like to have, like, um, uh, turkey, mashed potatoes, a green smoothie. <laughs> 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 Do you guys have a uh, a favorite hors d'oeuvre before the big meal? It's a good question. Oh yeah, um, Maker's Mark. Yeah, oh. that's a good one. Um, yeah, something nosh on. Uh, my mom was always pretty simple, you know, like the veggie dips or like some stuff like that. I don't, I don't remember some real nosh. So I'm, I'm I'm open to ideas. Well, I know mine is deviled eggs. Oh, gross! I hate deviled eggs. Lost us there. You guys don't like devil. <laughs> you guys don't like deviled eggs. Are you serious? No, I do like them, but I just can't. Cut, think of, I'm cutting his mic off. Yeah, that's not my quintessential like hors d'oeuvre. But it's such a good Thanksgiving one. It's like always around Thanksgiving. Yeah, deviled eggs. What about collard greens? Oh yeah, I've never been the biggest collard green guy. I definitely am. I go to any of the barbecue places around here. It's an it's an automatic side dish. When you go to what's the place on Lincoln? Uh, ba- Baby Blues. I just went there a couple weeks ago. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's Lock City. 
Yeah. Clutch too. Like it doesn't matter. I mean, blood sows. Like any bar- barbecue, I'm getting collard greens. I'm getting hungry. Me too. Very hungry. I'm going to have some kale from your fridge. No, well, here's what I bought yesterday. I bought some, uh, I bought a little shrimp cocktail, bought some, some tri-tip. <laughs> it's going to be the Andy Ruther Thanksgiving. A little side salad. A little side salad. I got some protein bars. Maybe a uh, strawberry, raspberry, banana smoothie. Oh, my goodness. Wash it down with uh, some kombucha. We've lost them, folks. We've officially lost them. <laughs> Michigan is nine-point underdogs, Tug. What kind of chance are we giving the Wolverines? I said this, uh, you know, I said this on the last podcast. I like him. And this is another thing that's fun about Thanksgiving, just to you know, conflate all the ideas. Because usually it's a lot of, there's a lot of rivalry games the following weekend uh, of Thanksgiving. You have Michigan, you know, traditionally you have Michigan, Ohio State. You have Alabama, Auburn. You do have, you used to have, I don't know if you do anymore, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. USC, UCLA played early this year, but that used to be a part of it. So that's yeah. that's like Georgia, of, Georgia Tech, Georgia, Georgia Tech like Clemson, the, South Carolina. One of the fun weekends before, like, you know, the, the New Year's Day uh, games, which, you know, when we were growing up, New Year's Day was unbelievable. Yeah. It was like morning to night, don't leave the couch. It's amazing. A little different nowadays. I said this before. I'm going to say it again. Like, I'm not backing off this idea that I think Michigan has a very good chance of not only covering, but I think they have a chance to win this game. I mean, yeah. I, I just feel like they're playing their best right now. Um, Ohio State. It's a big spread for a and, road game. It and, is large. And a rivalry road game. I, I just got a feel, And maybe I'm wrong, but I just got a feeling that the, 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 the public is going to keep pounding Ohio State. There's no reason not to. You know, they didn't cover last week. They didn't cover against Penn State. They did win though. So maybe maybe they fire. You know, maybe the public fires another bullet, and Michigan somehow finds a way to keep their uh, elevated play going for one more week, and and you know, surprises a lot of people. The to look at the other scenario though is what really what are we what are we thinking about with Harbaugh if they don't win? It's a great question. There needs to be a serious conversation about the future of Michigan football. If we can't win the one game that really matters, and Harbaugh has deflected some questions in the media about looking back at the NFL, you know, you and I said this in, in, in previous episodes as well that we we haven't seen the full flash of offensive you know scheming and talent from Harbaugh that we that we saw in San Francisco that we saw yeah. with Andrew Luck. Granted, we didn't have an elite quarterback, but they are starting to score more points now. So I'm, I'm as excited for this game as I have been in, in a couple of years. So this is his fifth year with Michigan. So he's 0-4 against Ohio State? I didn't realize it was that many. Yeah, you bring up a good point. If they fall to 0-5 in his tenure, how can you not discuss firing him? I'm, I'm looking right now. I just pulled it up on Wikipedia. These are Harbaugh's records with Michigan since he started in 2015. 10-3, 10-3, 8-5, 10-3, 9-2. Bowl, he lost the Orange Bowl, he lost the Outback Bowl, he lost the Peach Bowl. So on top of him not beating Ohio State, he's 1-3 in bowls. Played good, the, the bowls, you know, the opponents he's played have been quality opponents. Um, and I also offer up the idea that like, you know, it's hard to get up 
for some of these bowl games after you lose to your rival. And you got demolished last year yeah. by Ohio State. So it's hard to get up. I mean, the bowl games, you want to win those, but they don't matter unless you're in the BCS. I mean, that's just my opinion now. Um, but you got to win the rivalry games. You got to beat the Michigan States. You got to beat the Ohio State. So if they don't win this week, I, I'm very intrigued to see what happens. If they, to go 0 and 5, and, you know, I don't know when, you know, even, even like 2 and 8 sounds terrible against Ohio State. Like, you have to start winning multiple games in a row against Ohio State to really be seen as a winning coach in, at Michigan. Yeah. Well, they're nine point underdogs. I mean, I mean, the odds are saying that they won't win. Everything, that's that's every, the thing. Like, I'm, I, you know, as everyone knows, I like look. I like the look ahead lines. I like they released game of the year stuff in before the season even starts. And Michigan was a favorite in this game. I think they're like a one point favorite. I don't really understand that. I know you talk about. It. I just don't understand the value in that. To me, that means nothing. Well, but like we're looking ahead before the year starts. We're looking ahead three, three and a half months. Things change. No one saw how dominant Ohio State was going to be this year. Ohio State's currently number one. And whether it's right or wrong, the panel that decides that put them number one again saying because they're the most complete team on both sides of the ball. And that's tough to argue because defensively, they are playing better than LSU. That defense is dominant. Here's why I think it matters. Do you have something? I just want to read off some stats here for Ohio State's uh, rankings, so kind of like what Andy was saying about the defense. So pass defense, they're first, only giving up 126 yards a game. Rush defense, they're fifth, giving up 91. Yards per play first, scoring defense first, total defense first. Uh, everything is besides long rushing plays allowed, which is a pretty obscure stat. They're ranked 14th. Everything else is seventh or better in the nation for defense. And then offensively, I mean, yards per play, eighth. Scoring offense, first. Rush offense, fourth. Pass offense could be better, but, uh, I mean, yeah, they're pretty complete. Probably don't need to pass as much when you're blowing people out. Yeah. Exactly. But, here, but here's why I think the look-ahead line matters to people. Like, if you were to start, start the season um, when Michigan had this latest winning streak, like, the perception of Ohio State being great is is – Everyone thinks they're dominant. Like Aaron just reeled off some stats, but people have already seen Michigan lose, and they think, "Oh, they have no chance." But they have—they haven't been watching how much how dominant they've been the past few weeks. They've been dominant as well, but all—all all people see are they've lost, you know, a couple times this year. I mean, they blew out Notre Dame, beat Notre Dame down weeks ago. You know, Notre Dame's a paper tiger, in my opinion. Well, they are, but they still blew them out. I mean, they still, you know, did their. They still did their job. Yeah. You know. Um, Who's the best team Notre Dame has beat, though? And, and Notre Dame played Georgia close in Georgia, but Georgia is another paper tiger, in my opinion. I don't think so. I think, I think, I think Georgia's better than a paper tiger. They're a concrete tiger. <laughs> That'd be a great name for a, uh, a brand. Concrete Tiger Construction. Yeah, or a glue or something. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I like the look headlines. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention some of the look headlines um, when we do the NFL. But but for me, why, why do I think it's important? Because it shows people's 
where, where how far off the public's perception is from where um, Vegas was before those games were played. Makes sense, like yeah. So if you if you see the look at like this is where we think before we see anything, this is where we think these people are, and we don't let our eyes, you know, tell us something that we don't want. Yeah, that we don't, that but, we don't but, want to see. But again, these these current spreads are based on what they've done this year. Not only that, they also think it's like perception. It's also perception. It's also saying, hey, um, what? How do we get? How do we balance the book? How do we get money on both sides? We're not going to get money if we if we say the line is four. We're no one's going to put money on Michigan. Yeah, everybody's betting Ohio State. Yeah, I think Ohio State wins and covers. And I also think this this is one of those games that, and I've watched both teams play a lot this year. I think this is one of those games where Michigan has to start good. They they can't give up a quick touchdown. They can't fall down ten nothing, fourteen nothing, whatever Obviously. it is. Obviously, and it's over. Um. Baby Blue's bet for a cover. Ooh. Love me some Baby Blue's. To me, it's a win-win. If I lose, I win. Exactly. We, you, me, and Prano have a lot of bets that yeah. we need to kind of tie up, though. But I want whatever the closing line is. If it gets to 10, I want it. Okay. Um, I'll do it at 10 and a half. Well, you can't. You can't just. The line's nine right now. Well, we'll now. see where the line goes. If I can get ten, I want it. If you don't want it, then you don't. You don't have to have it. This guy just trying to push that free baby blues, trying to get those collared greens. Wait, it doesn't matter when I went straight up. So let's. You know, who, who cares? Okay, I got gotcha. you. You said the line on this is nine and a half. Well, it's nine when I looked this morning. Okay, I think Ohio State wins by at least two touchdowns. Ooh, I'd even go maybe three. Jesus. No offense to Tug. Hmm. I'm just twerks coming in hot. A three touchdown Ohio State win. I'm trying to think of something that we can do, but everything I wanted, everything I want you to do, like you'll happily do. I'm like white claw chug. He's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. All right, you know, let me think about a, a bet for us too. Now the Bama Auburn game is interesting now with Tua being out. Bama's a three point favorite. On the road, I'm calling it. Bama loses. I I see why you would want to go that way, and I think Auburn and, and Bama in the past few years have played each other very tough. I'm going to take Alabama in this game, just because I don't. I'm not. Tua is really good, but I don't think he's like. I, they, his brother, his brother's playing, right? Well, his brother's no. His brother, I think it's another guy, and yeah. then his brother. Doesn't matter. They're all elite. Yeah. So I think that's going to be enough to get them over the hump. So I'm going to take Alabama. And that small line, small's probably been all year. I'll take Alabama. They all come from that school. What is it? St. Louis in Hawaii? Familiar? No. I think it's like a Catholic school in, in Hawaii. It's where Tua came from. It's where that one guy who set all those records at Hawaii came from. Where, where do they find these quarterbacks from Hawaii? Have you been to Hawaii? I have. Well, I've been once. I went last year for the first time. Pretty awesome. It is awesome. You know why? I, I didn't realize it's the equivalent of basically flying back to the East Coast. Well, I knew that. Well, I, I didn't realize how that, quick it is. Yeah, it's it's like it's the same. It's the same distance. If you flew from L.A. to New York, it's the same amount of time. I, I had a lot of fun. Well, Christmas, I was Cincinnati is always one of the worst, most expensive airports to fly into. So when I was looking to go home for Christmas, the tickets were like. This was like October. They were like 500 bucks. 
and I, and I was getting angry. So out of curiosity, I put in the exact same dates to fly into Cincinnati for Christmas as it would to Honolulu. It was a $40 difference. So I texted my family and my mom and dad, and I was like, look, guys, I love you, but it's the same price for me to fly to Hawaii as it is to go to cold, miserable Cincinnati. And uh, they, a lot of them fell for it. I, I ended up going home. But, I mean, come on, right? Talk about a return on investment. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got to go out there and, and do some scouting of some quarterbacks. <laughs> I just got a text, sorry, from Prano. Not going to get on, obviously, on train. Still on the train. Still on the train? Oh, maybe he's... Yeah, the train up north. Yeah, yeah. He's going from the city to, like, West... He's got his show tonight in Westchester, which, if you're a New York or in that area dirt ball, Joe is headlining in Pleasantville at Lucy's Laugh Lounge tonight. Go see him. Former guest of the show, Pete Sestaro, is also on the show. So go support our guy, Prano. Guys, if you don't have plans or if you're with your family and you want to get out for a few minutes, go support our guy, headlining. He'll be killing it with the headliner set. Lucy's Laugh Lounge tonight. Go to JoePrano.com to get tickets for that. Okay, do you want to talk a little NFL Week 13 picks? Always ready. Prano is now 10 points behind me so he'll make his picks later um as always our picks for our nfl pick them are brought to you by gtp picks if you guys are tired of playing or paying your bookie every monday morning start making some money and go to gtppicks.com they utilize real-time statistics and analytics to give their clients an edge over the sports books they offer exclusive sports betting plays for all major sports and have been profitable year after year. Over the last 30 days, this is pretty good. GTP Picks All Sports Package has totaled 29 units of profit. This means $100 per play bettors have cashed out at $2,900 in the last 30 days. But here's the best part, Tug. We've been working with GTP Picks now for about two months. They're offering a Black Friday special. Listen up, Dirtballs. All the Dirtballs get this great deal. For just $99.99, Dirtballs get access to GTP Picks All Sports Package through the end of 2019. The package includes plays for NFL, NBA, college football and college basketball, NHL, and EPL. I don't even know what that is. What's EPL? English Premier League. Oh, there you go, Tug. This retail package is normally at a cost at $250. This time you're getting it for $99.99. Huge discount. I'm not a math major. It's $150 off. That's more than 50% off. I'll tell you that much. So visit gtppicks.com to unlock the exclusive Black Friday deal and bet with the best. If you like making money while watching sports, investing with GTP Picks is a no-brainer. I agree. Go bet with GTP Picks, guys. And uh, take advantage of that great deal that they have for Black Friday, $99.99 at gtppicks.com for the all-sports package. Okay, I look forward to these picks. And, and, and I want to say, 
We'll start, obviously, with Thanksgiving, Todd. Can I say a piece on Jerry Jones before we start? Please do. Just shut up. Just shut up, Jerry. Jerry Jones, I'm looking at the camera for this one. Jerry Jones, you are the biggest distraction for your team. I, I would not want to be Jason Garrett. I would not want to be Zeke. I wouldn't want to be da- I wouldn't want to be any player on that team. There's a difference between brash and loudmouth owners, maybe like a Mark Cuban. They don't put down their own team. They don't put down their own players. And to be honest, you haven't had any success. To what are you referencing, this, put, the putting down of the team and coaching I'm players? just referencing, I watched him on Good Morning Football on NFL Network today, and, you know, he's kind of taking digs. He's, he's been doing it all week. He's just adding fuel to the fire on the digs at his coach, which he's kept this long, or at Dak, you know, about his hand and, and, and writing checks. And I just... I thought that was a good line. But my point is this. I thought that was a very good line. But he's stealing the headlines. That's my point, whether it's a good line or not. I, I just, people want to talk about Colin Kaepernick being a distraction or Antonio Brown being a distraction. Jerry Jones is that on steroids. He's that on steroids. He makes everything about him. He does. And, and, and you know what? Here's a few more facts about the Cowboys. They haven't made a NFC championship in 25 years. That's on you, Jerry. Maybe you're not a good GM. You ever think about that? Give up the reins. He, he's 77 years old. He bought the team at 47. They had instant success within the first five or six years of him buying the team. They have been nothing for the last 25 years. That is on him. Lose your ego. This is all on you. Keeping Jason Garrett, getting the wrong players, players not performing that should perform, that's on the owner. Take a step back. Show some humility. Lose the ego. I can't stand him. Because if I'm a Cowboys player, I hate him. That's not... Let me ask you this. Do you want to play for him? I would never want to play for him. Do I want to play for Mark Cuban? Yeah. What's the difference? The difference is Cuban isn't so goddamn critical. He's so critical of his own team. And Cuban actually wins. I think this is I I have some disagreements okay with what you're saying and I think you actually disagree with some of your own argument um and I think some of the stems I, and I don't want to play uh you know armchair psychologist but you have been reading into the new Ram Stadium and you know how involved Jerry Jones has been in, with the involvement and the, the the drama of this as a Rams fan are you upset by that? Well, yeah, that's part of it. Let's go into a little background on that, right? Like, there's a little story that you that you alerted me to about. Well, it's a it's a it's an in depth great story. I, I tweeted it out. ESPN did an amazing story, and I apologize. I don't know the, the author or, or the writer who wrote it, but I tweeted it out on Dirty Sports last week. It delves into the entire situation between Kroenke and Dean Spanos, the owner of the Chargers. And how everything happened with the kind of awkward marriage that the Chargers and Rams are doing now at this new stadium. And Jerry Jones was the centerpiece of all this. And that's important. Because Jerry Jones' company, Legends, will be handling like concessions. And Jerry has a lot of money at stake in the new stadium. So Jerry set all this up for this to happen in Inglewood. 
So yeah, that that's part of it. Who's the most important owner in the NFL, Bob Kraft or Jerry Jones? Define important. I don't know. Um, I, without without knowing the, the realities of how the owners work, who has the most? Who who's the EF Hutton of the NFL owners? So when he talks, they listen. Well, if you read that article, it seems like it might be Jerry Jones. But but to me, we're talking about two different things. Well, here's my here's why I'm bringing this up, is because you're you're saying you wouldn't want to play for Jerry Jones. No. However, Jerry Jones does pay you. The number one thing you want to be done to have happen to you as a player is to be paid. He pays people. He said it himself. His hand doesn't hurt when he writes a check. That's the number one thing. He's also been loyal to a fault. Now I agree the the, the coaching longevity of Jason Garrett is on Jerry Jones. He should be gone. Yes. So I do blame both Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones for that. But if Jason Garrett should love Jerry Jones because he's had 10 tries to win the Super Bowl. But as a fan, or just viewing it from factual standpoint, the, these guys, the Jerry Jones of the world, or Daniel Schneider, if you consistently don't win, you're... These guys, Daniel Snyder and Jerry Jones should not be in the same sentence as far as ownership. Jerry Jones actually tries to win. Daniel Snyder does not try to win. Jerry Jones, in my, as a, and I'm a Cowboys fan, and I'm not happy with you know not winning Super Bowls. I don't think we'll win a Super Bowl again in my lifetime. But, but what does that say then? But it's because of the economics. It's because he does pay people. Like he is pleasing the players, but also not being, maybe not making the most sense as a GM. He talks about not using analytics in the moment, which I think is a big problem. You know, um, but, but but I also so, think he tried Jason. You know, he gave Jason Garrett one more chance. He changed the coaching staff. He added a new offensive coordinator. But if you're a fan, dude, again, you haven't made an NFC championship in 25 years. But the thing I think I think he's done well. I saw a tweet today which he, is He's made it, money, cool. No, no, no. What he's built the brand. I, I actually think he's brought in some good team talent. Like there's I saw a good tweet today which is I don't know who it was from, but um there's the Cowboys have 9 and 2 talent and 2 and 9 coaching and that's why they're 6 and 5. The talent that they've been bringing in to the to the Cowboys is good. Sean Lee, Van Der Esch, the the Notre Dame linebacker who's escaping me, who broke his leg. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Um, He's escaping me too. Uh, you know Zeke, Dak, the whole offensive line, Jalen Brown. Yeah, thank you. You know. There's some secondary issues, I think, but we we but but the team is good enough to win the Super Bowl. The coaching is not good enough to win the Super Bowl. Okay, we can agree there. And whose problem is that? Well, I agree. I said I've said it before. It's Jerry, it's Jerry Jones. Jones's fault for trying to trust Jason Garrett. Like he's trying to like, you know, put a square peg into a round hole and use his guy to win the Super Bowl. That's not the answer. And and, and that's his biggest problem. He hasn't put big. Or outside of going to get Parcells, which he did have in the early two, mid mid two thousands, they just haven't found that guy. They went to Dave Campo, you know. 
Yeah, but, I, I don't but know Doug, the just shut up and let your guys play. Just shut up. Just shut up. Just shut your mouth. You're not on the field. You're not Zeke. You're not Dak. Just shut up and let your guys play. Just shut the fuck up. I'm sick of seeing you, dude. Like, like that, that. That's my feeling. If I'm, if I'm any of these players, shut up, dude. You pay me to play. Cool. I don't want to be answering questions about. It. Just shut up. He's so annoying. Who's the owner of the Baltimore Ravens? You don't know exactly. I do, I do know, but uh, it's taking you a me. second. Yeah, taking taking me a second. How good have the Baltimore Ravens been the last 10, 12 years? Perennial Super Bowl contenders most of those years. Well, I think it's the it's the head coach. Yeah, I agree. And, and their GM. I mean, you know, when Ozzie Newsom was there, you know, they picked up some great players. So these are all points which I agree with. It's the coach. It's the GM. You don't know about their coach, though. Or, I'm sorry, their owner. Because he's not blabbing his goddamn mouth every week. Just shut up, dude. Dude, my problem with a guy like Jerry Jones is just... You won Super Bowls. You've done nothing for 25 years. Just back off a little. You own the team. It's the egos on these guys, dude. And I just... I don't... I don't understand it when you realize you've been so successful in things at life but what you've been doing lately clearly isn't working how can you how can you be that oblivious it's because of ego man all these guys like a lot of these teams that are successful or consistently successful you don't even know who the owner is because the owner doesn't care even take a guy like Cronky. is Bashati? is that the owner of the Ravens Steve Bashati? yeah yeah I think it's that took me a second but that's my point, though. I think I think they're a great prime example. Jerry Jones doesn't have to be saying all these things. He knows what he's doing. He does. He knows when he makes a comment or stirs the pot. He knows what he's doing. And then, and maybe I'm wrong. And maybe I don't speak for these players. I wouldn't like it personally. When my 77-year-old owner, who ironically is all anti-kneeling, but he is the biggest distraction. And that's all I'm getting to. That's my point. The Cowboys should take a knee for Jerry Jones. You're the distraction, dude. Week in and week out. He, dude, he does, he does a conversation this morning. He goes, on, he goes on Good Morning Football, and I like to watch it in the morning, and it was supposed to be about the Salvation Army. It's supposed to be about a charitable donation. This whole thing now turns into what Jerry Jones is saying because it's classic Jerry. He's got to steal the headlines. And for that reason, I, you know what? Screw my Super Bowl pick. I want the Cowboys to lose tomorrow. Fuck Jerry Jones. I'm over him, clearly. I'm just over him, dude. Because it's frustrating for me. I do like their team like you. I do like their talent. I like the guys. I like Dak. I like Zeke. I like the defense. I don't like Jason Garrett. That's, that's that's on Jerry Jones. And we can jump into that game. I'm picking them not to cover the spread tomorrow. They're six and a half point favorites. I like the Cowboys tomorrow. I'll take them. I think this is a um, you know these are this is a battle of two teams who have trouble against good teams. Cowboys haven't been beaten a team against with a winning record this year. I, I don't believe the Bills have either. Um, the one thing I see happening is, um, Josh Allen maybe running on the Cowboys a little bit to, uh, keep it close. 
but I feel like God take the Cowboys here by a touchdown. You're taking the Cowboys. I am. Do you get frustrated with Jerry? You're a Cowboys guy. Or am I just I, running my mouth? Well, the thing about Jerry to me is I I maybe not I'm not a I don't need all the show boating either, but like I do think he's unlike some owners out there, I think he really is committed to winning. Now I think he's made some mistakes because you know, I think Jason Garrett's been there way too long. And I think and I, and I think they should be more dependent on I, I love what John Harbaugh's done at the Ravens because I think they have listened to people that are smarter than them. And there are people that are smarter than than Jerry Jones in the Cowboys organization, but they have been able to draft well. Like they they they, they don't leave the cupboard they haven't left the cupboard bare in a few years. And that's that's like a, a you know a tip of the cap to their scouting team and you know their job as general managers. Do I think they should have paid Zeke? Probably not. But but my argument on this, and you probably agree, I hope, the Cowboys brand as a national, worldwide actually brand, doesn't need Jerry Jones. It doesn't. It's hard to say. I mean, they were America's team with Tom Landry, and um, but that's my point. The, the Cowboys have such. A rich history as an organization. You don't need the showboating owner. It doesn't matter what happens. People are going to talk about the Cowboys. They always have. They always will since you and I started started watching football. Pre-Jerry Jones, post-Jerry Jones, whatever happens, people are always going to talk about the Cowboys. They're always going to get the primetime games because they have that. And that's my point. He, he thinks, in my opinion, he thinks he needs to interject and do that because and he is a part of the brand. I'm not saying he's not. But my point is, you aren't the whole thing. The brand sits on itself. The Dallas Cowboys is its own brand. The Pittsburgh Steelers are their own brand. The Green Bay Packers are their own brand. We're, we're talking about football royalty. The L.A. Chargers <laughs> are their own brand. Nice save there, Ted. Yeah, thank you. All right, let's get the first game out of the way. Is it over yet? Is that game over yet? Bears-Lions, and Driscoll might not even be playing. The backup to the backup might be playing. So do we know who that is? Uh, Scott Mitchell is coming out of retirement. Amazing. The wow. old lefty Scott Mitchell. Oh, wow. we, need a, we need a lefty in the NFL. The Bears are four-point favorites. This is amazing. The look-ahead line that Andy doesn't care about from before they played week 12 was the Detroit Lions are minus one and a half. So the Detroit Lions were actually favored. With Matthew Stafford. That's not correct because they weren't playing Matthew Stafford. Okay. Gotcha. Maybe they assumed he was back, but you know what? Because of that, because I I love value, I am going to take the Detroit Lions to win this game. Tug Coger upset special. You know what, Tug? I'm just going to hop on your back on this. Let's go, Lions. Let's go. Detroit needs it. The last Thursday night game, Thanksgiving game, the Saints are seven-point road favorites in Atlanta. A little revenge game for the Saints. The Falcons laid a stinker last week. I think it's too big of a spread again. I don't trust the Falcons at all, for the record. 
but I'm going to take them. I agree, and I agree. I'm taking the Falcons as well. The look headline was five and a half. Obviously, a, a big letdown spot for the, the Falcons' defense last week, but Andy predicted it, even though he doesn't like Jameis Winston. Who, who by the way, did, have you seen some of those nugs? No. Jameis Winston has a great chance of leading the NFL in yards, touchdown passes, and interceptions. Wow. I don't know if that's ever happened. That's crazy. Yeah. It's a pretty wild stat. But but again, it goes to show gaudy stats, I'm sorry, gaudy yards, gaudy touchdowns. Guys, if you're throwing an intercept if you're throwing an interception per touchdown, that doesn't help your team. Agreed? Absolutely. But 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 this argument that faceless troll accounts make that it helps your team. Dude, it's not helping your team. A one-to-one ratio for touchdowns and interceptions, which is basically what he's at, is terrible. But anyway. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy bad. Yeah, I saw that stat. That's wild. So, so we're, bo- we're both going Falcons? Let's do it. All righty. Goody. Ooh. Goody coming up here. Ooh. Love it. Su- surprising 1 o'clock game. It's so good. 49ers at the Ravens. It's too good. Yeah, should, should be, you know. Should have been flexed to the afternoon game or something. I don't this know. is your mashed potatoes and gravy and turkey and stuffing all mixed together. It's that perfect blend defense, offense, young quarterbacks, the arguably the most exciting quarterback in the NFL, uh, the guy who's been coaching for years against the young hot coach. Oh, 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 the owners you don't know because they don't stick their neck out. This is a crazy game from a betting perspective because both teams played on primetime last week and both teams demolished their opponents and both teams look great. So neither team is really as good as we saw on Sunday night and Monday night, but they showed out. So I'm interested to see where the betting uh, numbers go for this game. Two really hot teams. This is where I'm going. The Niners travel from the Bay all the way to another Bay Area. Would it be considered a Bay Area? Yeah, sure. Baltimore? Sure. And they not only cover, they win. Lamar Jackson's playing amazing, but God, I love that 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 front line of the San Francisco 49ers. They got that lunatic coach they always show. His name's Sala. What's his name? I don't know. That defensive coordinator they show every week. He's intense. I like I like where your heads at today. I, I want to dispute it, but you are you know you got to give credit where credit is due. Couple couple tug nugs here. Ooh, coming from Lord Reeves. I told you one of the better follows on Twitter. Ravens are the first team in NFL history to win three straight games by thirty four or more points, and over the last month, the Ravens have beaten their four opponents by an average score of forty three to eleven. That's that's uh. That's demolition, Holmes. Yeah, they're killing teams. One, one other nugget for you that's, uh, well, I'll save this one for another team. But the look-ahead line here was four and a half. For those of you who don't know at home, like um, the line basically says that when a team, let's say, let's say the line is minus three. That means on a neutral field, they're saying they're, they're even because it's about they're giving about three points of uh, to the home team for home field advantage. 
So when you see any team at home with um, a spread of more than three, that's Vegas saying, we think you're better than the other team on a neutral site, in a Super Bowl site or something like that. Yeah. So at six points, they're saying it's a pick em if they were playing in San Francisco. I disagree that with that. That to me is too much. Yes. So I got to go here just for the value, I think, for, for the 49ers. Now, we got to see Lamar live Monday Night Football, and he's something else to see live. But I'm going to say this, and I know people, I know Lamar stands are going to come at me. He's making these passes, at least in that game again, to wide open guys. Now, even you and I kind of disputed this on the train we ride. Sure back. did. My argument to Lamar is this you, if you watch that game, He's not throwing the Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson dimes. He's just not. And I stand by that. He's not throwing the tight window dimes. Guys, that, the, all five of those touchdown passes were wide open guys or quick slants. I'm not trying to take anything away from him because he's try tackling this dude. I mean, you see it live. Tug and I saw it. Tackling Lamar is next to impossible right now. The guy is amazing. Did you see the Eric Weddle quote? No. Eric Weddle quote Eric Weddle left a quote after the game and it was basically something like so a reporter asked him about what's it like to play Lamar Jackson. He's like, "Bro, the thing is, legitimately half the time, I didn't know where the ball was." That to me shows the the power of the option right now and when you and you, when you're a master of the option and holding that ball in you know the the running back's gut, which we saw. There's a play where you and I Mark watched, watched Mark Ingram yeah. and Lamar had the ball, and we were in the stadium. Yeah, we were in the stadium. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. With This was like a camera fake or something like that. Like, we yeah. and I were literally watching Mark Ingram run down the field without the ball. Yeah. And Lamar had it. So until people get some sort of key in, like a tell about Lamar, like, that's going to be a weapon. And my, my, my point to you was... I don't want him throwing in tight windows right now. The scheme is so good. It's it's like you know why McCockner like picks apart Tom Brady, you know. Just have the scheme be good enough where you have to throw to open receivers. That's like the goal of football. Throw no, to open I, no receivers. I agree. Look, we agree there, but you're also agreeing with me, right? All those passes, you're right. It is Tom Brady esque with like the Patriots how they do this scheme. He's throwing to wide open guys. This, is, this should not change. When you have the running ability that he has and in the, the the play action ability, like that should that should not change until he's hurt or something. This isn't about me being right or wrong, but I do stand by what I've said all along. I do think though, at a certain point, you're gonna have to throw into those tight windows when you go against the best of the best in the playoffs. And, and to me, seeing Lamar live as amazing as he is, that was reinforced. I just think it's just tough to do, and who knows? Again, he could be the guy, but I, but I don't like when people get all mad and say, "I'm not knocking him." Lamar Jackson is the MVP right now. The biggest bummer to me for for Lamar is that they played the Patriots in the regular season because it gave the Patriots an opportunity to see him live and scheme against him. It's the same thing that happened to the Chargers. I believe the Chargers may have played. The Ravens right before they did. They played him out here in L.A. They played him in L.A. and they learned something by that. And like, look, 
Belichick's the best of the. You're talking about the best of the best. Bel- Belichick doesn't like to lose a regular season game. He never does. Um, so you know he schemed for it, but he got crushed. Yeah. But now they have tape, so that's that's where I get scared. And and that and I agree with you. And that's my point. I mean, right now, if you said to me, Patriots Ravens playoffs, I'm taking the Ravens, especially if that game is in Gillette. I I just I just can't bet against Belichick. You mean you're taking the Patriots? Oh, oh, oh sorry. Yeah, yeah, did I say Ravens? Yeah. And again, this isn't taking anything away from Lamar. Lamar's the MVP right now. As much as it pains me to say that. The one, the one thing that's interesting about playing the Patriots is the Patriots are known to take away your best option. And that's there's really no best option. I mean, Mark Ingram is a, is a very good player, but there's no like outside threat that that Lamar is dependent on. Yeah. So maybe that's, you know, you, you just can't stick Stephen Gilmore on somebody because we don't really know who the best player in the skill position is for the Ravens. So maybe, yeah. maybe that cont- continues to be a problem. Well... If you want to see Lamar live or catch any of these last five weeks, get those tickets on SeatGeek. Guys, SeatGeek, the official ticket app sponsor of the Dirty Sports Podcast. They pulled together millions of tickets from all over the web and then rate those on a deal scale of 1 to 10. They also have an interactive map, which is great. You can see where you're going to sit in the stadium, arena, ballpark, theater, you name it, before you even go there. So you have that personal view, which I think is great. And the best part about SeatGeek is that they will even give you $10 off on their first purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. So download the SeatGeek app today and use promo code DIRTY. That's D-I-R-T-Y for $10 off on your first purchase. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. And uh, as usual, if you use promo code DIRTY and you send a screenshot of that promo code, I will send you a couple Dirty Sports koozies in the mail. I'm going to be using SeatGeek for uh, some concerts coming up. I need, to, I need to get out to some concerts. I know Tug on my left is is a big concert goer. Who are you seeing? I don't know. Anybody good coming here that you know off the, off the top of your head? Are you familiar with Tame Impala? No. They're playing the Forum, or he is playing the Forum in March. you you, you got to check this guy out. I believe he's from Australia. Great. Great. And I've always wanted to go to the forum. And I have not used SeatGeek for the forum. Done. Boom. Done. Okay, so we're both taking the 49ers in that game. Redskins-Panthers. The Panthers are 10-point favorites at home against the Redskins. It's a big spread. That is big. It's a little too big. You have done well with the Redskins, Tug, I've noticed. Yeah, I'm really dialed in. I want to take the Panthers, though. I want to take the Panthers. Screw it. I'm taking the Panthers, even though I don't want to, in a way. <laughs> I'm being fickle. Incredible analysis right there. I'm being fickle on this one. Put me down for the Panthers, Tug. I'll go the other way. I know that's 100% Prano Redskins won. He's got to make up points. Yeah. All right, jets Bengals. Andy Dalton, back. He's back, the red rifle. He's back. You know what that situation is? This is what that Andy Dalton bangle situation is. You cheated on your wife with, like, the young 21-year-old sorority girl. 
You thought it was going to last. It didn't last. It lasted a month. Your wife has no other options, though. She's like, yo, come on back, bro. <laughs> so you got your tail between your legs. You're going back. Because Andy Dalton's in his final year of his contract. I, I don't know that Andy Dalton was really the problem. You no, know, the, no he, he wasn't. The first three games of the year, he threw for like over 700 yards. Had a huge game against Seattle the first week of the year. You know, the offensive line is terrible. The whole team is terrible. I, I, I'm not putting it on Dalton either. W- whatever. And I've been a, the biggest Andy Dalton critic there is. I feel like this game has Bengals winning written all over it. The Jets are playing well. I agree. I hate to say it. I think the Bengals win. I think they at least cover. You and I both liked the Jets last week against the Raiders. I don't think the Jets should be favored on the road to anyone. <laughs> Three and uh, a half, yeah, too. I'll take that hook as well. I'll take the hook all day. I mean, it, and they all and the Bengals, they're freed up knowing that they have, you know, the ownership knows we can win a game and still have the one, the number one pick. <laughs> they have a two-game lead on the NFL draft for 2020. So they, they should absolutely go hard to win a game, and this is one they can win. Yeah. They should have won last week. They got ducked. They got ducked. All right, so two Bengals there. Colts-Titans, ooh, nice little AFC South matchup. This is going to determine some playoff you know, positioning right here for sure. Yes, sir. Both teams are 6-5. and five. Also, the Colts have a, what, under 7 or seven and a half uh, season-long total. So they, they, need, they need some. Titans are so wishy-washy. It's in Indy. Now, they're only a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So, again, on a neutral field, they're saying the Titans are a half-point better. That's right. And the Titans have been hot. Like, uh, Tannehill, as I said last week, has scored multiple touchdowns in every game he's played. He is scoring a touchdown rate second only to uh, the Ravens after Monday Night Football. You know, he's turned their season around. However, this is what I think. Prano 100% is going to take the Titans. Because he does not like Jacoby Brissett. That's correct. So therefore, out of sim, it doesn't even matter who I really want. I just want to pick against Joe. I'm taking the Colts. I'm gonna take the Colts as well. I, I like the spot. I like the short line. All, all you do is win by a field goal. They beat them in week two, 17-16. Twerks is shaking his head Twerks over there. Twerks doesn't like it. Twerk wants the Titans. Twer- Turks as Turks as of last week was in love with the Titans. So they're the best team in the NFL. They're playing that way right now is is, is what I think. Well, well, they're not. First of all, the, the Ravens and 49ers are playing much better. Those are powerhouse teams. The Titans are on the up and up. Uh, <laughs> what? Titans are going to win the AFC South. They're going to do it. I believe in them. They're they're kind of putting it together. They're going to make a run. I don't think they'll actually make a a dent in the playoffs. But they'll get there. Why you got to make it about me, bro? Why you got to make it about Dents? The, t- the Colts have one bad loss this year, which was Dolphins, which is the Dolphins. But but we we thought the Raiders. We you know we were in Vegas when they lost the Raider the Raiders. We thought oh that's a bad loss. Raiders turned out to be a decent team this year. Um, the Steelers. Jacoby gets hurt in that game. I don't think they beat themselves. My point is I don't think they beat themselves. Hoyer was a part of that Dolphins you know upset. Yeah. So I, I feel like the Colts and Jacoby will do enough to, to get a win. I agree. Two Colts over here. All right, let's move on. 
The Bucks and Jags is currently even, Tug. I hate to do it. I think the Bucks win. The Jags D gave up what? <laughs> 41, 42 points last week? The look ahead line in this game was the Jags minus four and a half. So if you're telling me before the Bucks beat the Falcons and the Jags got obliterated by the Titans, the Jags were four and a half point favorites in this game. This is where I like that look ahead. Come on. No, no way. There's no way. There's no way. So just on that alone, I feel like you're getting too much value to not take the I, Jags here. I'm changing my pick. Okay. That's that's great point. I'm going to go Jags too. We need another Jameis like three three INT game. We're getting along great this week. I mean, I'm, we are. I'm, I'm riding your coach. You had ten wins last week. I, I want to be a part of that. You're trying to fade me, but it's not working. Nope. You finally have acknowledged. <laughs> I know my shit, Tug. I acknowledge nothing. You gonna set me up with your bookie now? Yeah. Does he handle five dollar bets? Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> does he handle kale salad bets? That's right. Side salad bets. Eagles are ten point faves in Miami. Oh, Philly, what do we make of you? The Dolphins won their two games. They're content. I like the Eagles' defense. They have not been the problem. It's their offense. So on uh, on Sunday, when, when Wentz looks so bad, I want to tell you who uh, were the snap leaders who played the most snaps at wide receiver it was it was bad for the Eagles you ready for this can't wait to hear these guys no Alshon or Algalore or Aguilar. so Jordan Matthews played 72 of 74 snaps they waived him yesterday 72 of 74 snaps they brought him on like two weeks ago waived him JJ Arcega Arcega Whiteside if I'm saying his name right 53. Greg Ward, 36. Mac Hollins, 3. Who are these people? They waived the guy that played 72 of 74 snaps. <laughs> they played a rookie, Greg Ward and Mac Hollins. They've I'm lost, you know. What, you know what they should do? What? God, who was, who was the guy? He's performing... He's performing the national anthem, I believe, tomorrow for the Lions game. Uh, what's the artist's name? Anyway, he's a singer, but he's a Philly guy. He said on Good Morning Football, the Eagles should sign both Des Bryant and Antonio Brown. And I said, that doesn't sound crazy at this point, especially after what you just read to me. I mean, that's that's nuts. Alshon hurt, Aguilar hurt, Deshaun hurt. Jordan Matthews brought on a couple weeks ago, waved. <laughs> I mean, it's really just two, it's really just two tight ends. You know, Jordan Howard hurt. Now it's Miles Sanders, and you know, is it a revenge game for the recently acquired Jay Ajayi? So, where do you stand on this? I'm going to go with the Dolphins here. Mm. I just can't do that. I'm going to go Eagles. Look at line of this game was seven and a half. I get I get a, a comfy number of ten. It's enough for me. I'm gonna take the Dolphins. All right, the Packers travel to the Meadowlands to New Jersey MetLife Stadium. Prano will be there, I believe. Six and a half point Aaron Rodgers and his boys. 
Complete paper tigers, in my opinion. Who does he root for? Aaron Rodgers or or you know Eli on the bench? Like how does he? Where where's his, or his allegiance is going to lie for that game? Giants, of course. I say Packers win and cover. It's a big spread, but uh, I'm going to go Packers as well. I've uh, I've one stat for you, uh, fantasy uh, people out there. There's been 12 weeks played. This is from Davis Maddock. There have been 12 weeks played of the NFL season. Saquon Barkley has created zero yards above replacement. Are we sure Saquon Barkley's any good? I thought he was the best running back in the NFL last year. I mean, maybe he's not healthy. Are you being serious? I'm just asking the question. I, I this is a person who has Saquon as a keeper on my on a fantasy team. Joe literally just jumped off that train. He <laughs> is now on a dead sprint to the Smut Studio from New York. He has to be hurt. God, the running dude. This all just reinforces my stance on the running back. Look at Gurley. Look at Saquon. Look at these guys, man. It's just so tough to stay healthy. I mean, I mean, it's great to have Saquon as a two overall pick. We like, like the Cowboys are a case in point. Like Zeke Elliott's going to get paid, and Zeke's not going to be good in two years, probably. You, they they need to either restructure contracts for running backs so they're paid heavily up front. Yeah, I agree. It's a smart move. And to say like, you know, go with God. Like you got to go somewhere, go somewhere else because we're going to draft another, you know, dude in the fourth round. Yeah. I know. It's wild. Did you see what Gurley had the other day? I, I went and I looked at the box score after we got back from the game. Gurley had six carries for 22 yards. <laughs> All right. Browns-Steelers. The revenge game. The Mason Rudolph revenge game. And he's not even playing. It's in the hands of the Duck. The Browns are two-point road favorites. Small line. They've won three straight. They're playing some good football. The Steelers' D is, is what's kept them afloat this entire season. A lot, a lot at play here, Tug. What do we think? Jeez, Browns have won three in a row. They win this, they're 6-6. Six and six. They're right in the thick of the playoff. They have line. a real shot, yeah. I never go against the Duck. I never have. I can't go against them this time either. I'm not either. We're both going Steelers? Both going Steelers. This is crazy right now. What's the old saying? Fuck a duck? Isn't that a saying? <laughs> you ever heard it? I think it is. That line That line feels like such a trap to me. It feels like third string quarterback. Only, you know, only a two point dog to a hot, you know, Baker Mayfield led Browns team. That just feels like a trap. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. This next game is 100% a trap. The Rams are done. Put that nail in the coffin. They're three-point favorites in Arizona. I think they got their asses handed to them so hard, they're done. They've cashed it in. They're mailed it in, not cashed it in, right? They're cashing their chips. Yeah. They're getting paid. I'm taking cards to win and cover at home. RIP 2019 Rams. Well, if they win, they do cover because they're the underdogs. Um, 
so I'm going to take the Rams here because uh, Jared Goff hasn't thrown a touch. Jared Goff didn't throw a touchdown in the month of November. 110 million guaranteed. For my guy Warren Sharp. Oh, I can't wait to hear this one. Lamar Jackson cap hits the next two years. Salary cap hits. 2020. He's getting paid $2.6 million. 2021, he's getting paid $3 million. Jared Goff, Ugh. 2020, Ugh. getting paid $36 million. Oh, my God. 2021, $32.5 million. So let's do the difference. Next year, for the price of Jared Goff, you could have 18 Lamar Jacksons. If you want to break it down. 18 Lamars. Hey, look, look, I've been banging the drum. For those who say, like, you know, get your quarterback on a rookie deal, this is exactly why you do it. This is why when the Cowboys have to decide between Dak and Zeke, I feel like you can't pay both because we can't. now we can't pay anyone else. I'm going to say it right now. The Jared Goff quarterback contract will go down as the worst quarterback contract in NFL history. Guys, he got $110 million guaranteed. That, is, that was the highest ever. This will be the worst contract in NFL history. Someone better put freezing cold takes on alert. You think Jared Goff's just going to suddenly turn it around? He did last year. Not really, because he had a good year the year before. We'll just see. But... I also saw that Jared Goff plays really well against bad defenses. The Cards are a bad defense, so I do I expect the Rams to stay alive in the playoff hunt here and get a win on Sunday. I was screaming, put in Bortles during the game. You did. Multiple and, and times. The, playing to the audience. A couple crowd members loved it. Yeah, I, I, was, I was playing to the crowd, screaming, put in Bortles. Lots of boos from the Rams fans. Deservingly, you know, deservedly so, too. All right, Aaron's Raiders. Ten-point dogs in KC. Raiders laid a stinker last week in New York. Can they hang with the Chiefs? I will say no. Knock on wood if you're with me. I'm going Chiefs. I'll go Raiders here. Just a little, uh, just a just a little minor change in the week. Look ahead, eight and a half now up to ten. I think people are just playing off the idea that um, the Raiders looked horrible on Sunday, and I think for the most part it was a very it was an anomaly an anomaly of a game for for uh, for Derek Carr because he's been pretty good this year. Yeah, but the the problem with the Raiders is what the way their offense is set up. They can't come from behind. Like they can't make up big deficits. They're, they're a long, sustained drive team. So when the Chiefs come in and just put up points against you, you're done. Yeah, I agree with Ruther on this one. I mean, as much as it pains me, uh, the Chiefs kicked the Raiders' ass last time without Tyreek Hill. They have Tyreek Hill this time. It's in Arrowhead. The Raiders have that slow-paced offense where they wear you down with the running game. But if they're losing by multiple touchdowns, which I don't see how – I just don't see how the Raiders don't get blown out. So it hurts, but but the Chiefs have a bottom tier rushing defense. You know the Raiders will try to eat some clock, and they've had success. You know when when they can, uh, especially against a defense like this. I just feel like 
people, both teams know the importance of this game. I think it'll be pretty close. All right. Staying in the AFC West, Chargers travel to Denver where the Chiefs, I'm sorry, where the Broncos are two and a half point home dogs, Tug. Gotta love a home dog. To me, this points towards Broncos. I, I, I've, I've, I've done with both LA teams. Chargers are done. I'm going Broncos. Oh gosh, I can't quit Philip Rivers. I think he's had a, a chance that you know on his bye week to be with his ten kids, <laughs> kind of get some perspective. He's happy. He's ready to get out of the house. You know, I like that perspective. <laughs> I, I like that perspective of, of his perspective. He's ready to get. He's like, I've had. You know, all I needed was two days with the kids. I need to get out of here. I think he's gonna have a great game. You know, use the the elevation to throw the ball an extra eight to ten yards. Chargers. All right. Your Sunday night game. I think it looks uh, like it's going to be a pretty good one. The Patriots travel to Houston where they are three-point favorites against the Texans. Ooh, I like the Texans in this one. Patriots have a great defense, but I think the Texans will be able to put up some points. The question is, can the the Patriots put up some points. I don't think so. I don't like them. I think the Texans, uh, there's a good chance they win this game, I, and I also think they cover. I like that play, too. I wanted to go with the, the Patriots because there's been a little line movement on the from the look-ahead line. But, you know, the difference to me is the team, there's some stats out there about Will Fuller being the key for the Texans. They're so much more explosive when Will Fuller's in the, in the offense. Is he playing? As far as I know, if he's playing, I, I like them a lot because, you know, you got you got to figure like Gilmore is going to get the uh, the the D hop, you know, his his the business. Still leaves a couple options out there for them to be aggressive. Yeah. Um, with you know Stills and and Fuller, so and, and the one uh, this is a Lord Reeves nug. Um. Quarterbacks that are responsible for the highest percentage of their team's offensive touchdowns. Jared Allen. I'm sorry, Josh Allen. Jared Allen, former Viking. Josh Allen, 84% of the offensive touchdowns come through him. Deshaun Watson does 80%. So, like, they live and die, obviously, Yeah. with Deshaun here. Um, and, and your boy Russell Wilson is 79%. So, I like Deshaun. It's time for him to show out. I think he plays pretty well on prime time. Let's go with the Texans. All right. And speaking of my boy Russ, good Monday night one in Seattle. The Hawks are three-point faves against Kirk Cousins, who's having a great year, and the Vikings. I love this matchup. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. Hmm. My heart is telling me Vikings win in Seattle. Mark it down. I hate to do it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with my instincts on this. I'm not gonna go with you know what I want to happen. You're staying true to the take you gave on on Sunday, which was the Vikings are. An emerging team, better than the Packers, need this win to stay ahead. I I think the Seahawks are paper tigers. However, 
Oh. However, however, Seahawks. I, I just don't. They played terrible at home this year. I can't see them losing s- this many games at home. Three at home. They're six and zero on the road. And they should have lost the Rams game. Yeah. You know, Greg the leg missed field goal. They should have lost the Bengals. The sometimes the worst time to have a bye for your team is when you're hot. The Vikings came into their bye hot. Oh, that's a good point. Did that cool them off? I think it did, unfortunately. So I think the Seahawks are going to get that. It's a short line to me. It feels like feel, they're saying the teams are even. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks. All right. That is our Week 13 NFL picks. Tug, we banged it out. It's great to be away from my kids. <laughs> That's the silver lining of the whole episode. He's like, you want to do 30 more minutes? Yeah, exactly. Talk a little NBA, <laughs> a little water polo, maybe a little frisbee. I'll preview some, some majors for golf and tennis. Well, guys, that is the show. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Dirty Sports. Drop an iTunes review, leave your Twitter or Instagram handle, and you will get a follow back and koozies in the mail. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Andy Ruther. You can follow Joe on Twitter at Fix Your Life and at Joe Prano. My guy over here, Tug Coker. At Tug Coker on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thank you to Joe for letting me keep your seat warm. Happy birthday belated to Andy Ruther. Thank you. And, Andy, uh, good to be with you this week. Yeah, it's been been a fun week. I appreciate it. Twerks? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at DSInterns, and follow me on Instagram at Aaron Maharis. Uh, Also, love the interactions with the uh, Twerks takes this past week on Twitter. Um, What were some faves? um, It wasn't really more so of no faves yet. It was more so just acknowledging that that, uh, some people appreciate the takes versus some are just like, Whatever, but people actually found my take on the uh, the kicking competition quite reasonable. Oh, but we should bring this up real fast. There's yeah. like a couple people have hit me up, DM me, and said like they want to put some money on this uh, kicking competition between Joe and Andy. Well, you're in it too. I'll be in it, but I don't. People don't want to lose money. They know I'm going over whatever number has been set. But I had a couple guys, a couple of dirt balls, DM me and say they want the under seven on Andy Ruther couple guys we saw who were posting they want the the prano minus five i'm fired up about this so andy says he's having a low-key thanksgiving i got a feeling if we find him out there <laughs> by himself tomorrow in the rain and wind <laughs> rain. it's supposed to, it's supposed <laughs> to just rain here all day he's out there and like it's like caddyshack he's playing I, golf i, I was <laughs> just gonna give the caddyshack <laughs> reference with the priest yeah, with the priest he's out there with the you know the poncho Kicking field goals into the wind. By the way, before we wrap this up, you didn't even mention. Why didn't you mention? I'm just. I haven't looked at YouTube for a while. Prano is just blowing up the comments. I see like Eli in there. The 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 guy's on a train. He just can't let it die. You, you didn't see all this, Aaron? I did. I saw. Well, he only he only commented a couple times. He said, uh, "Eli's thankful for the break from the playoffs, thanks to Josie Brissett." Uh, <laughs> he says zero percent chance Lamar doesn't hold out. And that he missed the Colts line was right. What does that mean? Zero percent chance. We guys are talking about the contract disputes. He was saying Lamar is going to hold out eventually to get you know his own giant contract at some point. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then he asked right now, how many kicks? Twenty. Uh, we didn't twenty. Also, 20. in hindsight, I realized I think I overestimated both of you. I'm still going to hold the line at Prano minus five, but I'm 
kind of taper that down a little bit. I see Prano at nine, and I see you at four of the 20. Jesus! We didn't think about this. 20 is a lot of kicks. It's a lot of kicks. Like, the last six kicks might not even get there because everyone's legs are so tired. So we might want to, like, just half half all of that and do 10 kicks, but... We'll see. It'll be fun. I don't know. Well, guys, have a great Thanksgiving. And and so on a serious note, for anybody who did stick around at this point in the show, I am thankful for all you guys who listen to the show. Uh, without you guys, there is no show. And there's nothing I get more enjoyment out than sending koozies, than receiving messages from you guys. Because without the dirt balls, there is no dirty sports. So thank you to everyone who supports the show. I sincerely love you guys. And I look forward to bigger and better things in 2020. When you're all out, uh, enjoying your Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow, and you're eating your side salad. <laughs> Just give a little shout out to Andy Ruther and all the joy he brings into our life. I'll, I'll be busy with uh, field goal kicks at local Santa Monica <laughs> High School. Right. Guys, have a great Thanksgiving. We love you guys. And most importantly, while you're eating that turkey, dumping that side salad all over it, stay dirty. <laughs>